Hello and welcome to The Pump Spot. I'm Amy Van Heron and we are here sharing nourishing conversations about the many beautiful, challenging, uplifting ways that we feed our families. And today I sat down with Whitney Hines and Laura Norris. Whitney is the founder of The Mother Runners. Laura is a coach and member of the community and both of them are mothers, runners. They're so inspiring. We talked a lot about what it's like to be both a runner and a mother, how that changes during pregnancy, during postpartum. We spoke about this time period we're living in and why now more than ever is a great time to get your shoes on, to get outside, to get running. We talked about running as self-care, a bonding tool, and spoke a lot about how motherhood makes us better runners and how running makes us better mothers. And when we really embrace the fusion of the two, we're able to thrive as both athletes, casual runners, parents, all the forms. I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I have and that it inspires you to run, to connect with the mother runners, and as always, to join us over on the Pump Spotting app to continue the conversation. Enjoy. I am so excited today to be talking to Laura and Whitney from the Mother Runners. Welcome to our podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. Before we we jumped on, we just started right in talking a bit about running and how hard it can be navigating your schedule and all those things. And so I feel as though we have a lot of exciting conversations and topics to talk about. But before we begin, I'm wondering if maybe I feel as though the same way everyone has a motherhood story, everyone has a little bit of a running story, sort of how you fell in love with it or what your background is. And so um, maybe Whitney, we'll start with you. Do you want to introduce yourself and maybe tell us a glimpse of both your running and your motherhood stories? Sure. So I actually started running when I was about six years old. My dad was a runner and he saw me running across the yard with our dog and he thought, Ooh, Whitney looks kind of fast. And so he started entering me into races. And if I didn't win, he would win, he would buy me a trophy. And so it just kind of became this source of confidence at a young age for me. Um, I would then challenge all the boys on the playground to run the 50 yard dash. Um, and so I've, I've been running ever since then. But when I became a mom, that was the biggest challenge to my daily running habit. Um, I've lived overseas. I was a newscaster and worked crazy hours. And no matter what life threw at me, I would be able to run. But when you have this little person who is depending on you for comfort, for food, because as a breastfeeding mom, you're often the only (laughs) source of nourishment, um, it was really stressful and really challenging to get out the door And I felt like I was struggling alone. And then when I started talking to other moms in the running community, I realized that I wasn't that unique and having this challenge. And so I wanted to create a platform to connect moms with other moms to talk about these challenges and kind of brainstorm solutions and share their experiences. And so the Mother Runners is a website that I I use my journalism background to interview experts and fellow mother runners to showcase different tips and tricks to help them be better moms and better runners. Um, I also share my own experiences. It's really amazing that your dad encouraged you at such a young age. I love to hear that because certainly as a mom, I look at my kids and I think, you know, we really need to lean into what they're excited about. And so for him to give you that foundation is pretty special. And then for you to turn your own journey into something that really serves other women is, is amazing. And I love 
hearing that. And so Laura, maybe you can tell us your story and then we'll talk more about the community and what you're learning and how we navigate running in motherhood. So I started running at an older age than Whitney. I was 18 when I started running. I kind of been interested in it for a few years prior, but never gotten started. Um, I did have like some background prior to then doing Pilates, strength training, like little bits of stuff here and there. Um, when I was 17 years old, I was diagnosed with like back then they called it lean PCOS, but it's really a catch all for like, you have irregular periods, you might be infertile. And that was kind of a wake up call to like really make sure when I was starting college and everything to take care of my health. And, you know, I tried probably like the bike and the elliptical and running just really stuck with me. I enjoyed it. It was relaxing and de-stressing and you got the creative juices flowing. And so it stuck with me from that aspect. And I ran pretty casually throughout college and didn't enter my first race till I was in my last year of graduate school. And then I kind of caught the competitive bug from there, did half marathons, did a marathon, qualified for Boston a couple of times, and of course started coaching. I've been coaching since 2015. I've worked with probably hundreds of runners over the course of that time. I currently work with about 50 runners, which is a real joy to do even during these trying times of the pandemic. You know, it sounds for both of you, running was such a vital part of your day-to-day life. And so talk to me a bit about, you know, when you were pregnant and just how, how did running change when you started to enter the season of motherhood for each of you? When I got pregnant, I was actually building back from a broken foot. We had been trying for over a year and we kind of, I had like a chemical pregnancy and we were just kind of accepting that we weren't going to have kids. And then my foot broke and I had the hormones all wonky from the chemical pregnancy and I got pregnant. So I was rebuilding my running at that time. So I naturally kind of gravitated to doing lower mileage than I had before in the past. Anyway, I think I capped out at 30 miles a week during my first or second, during my second trimester and then kind of kept it lower mileage, uh, mostly in the twenties since then. Um, but I still ran three to five times per week. Um, I did a 10 K and some races. I actually did a five mile race at 38 and a half weeks pregnant. And then I literally ran the day I went into to labor and it was like, I went for a run wow. at 7 AM and then she was born via C-section at like 3 PM. It was crazy. So I had, I had a really positive experience with running during pregnancy. It never was highly uncomfortable for me. It was, you know, you slow down, but it was still enjoyable for me. And I think that was because I kind of shifted to just focusing on, again, those physical and mental benefits of running and put competition on the way. I mean, I still, I ran a 10K and got second in my age group at a small local one. So that was kind of fun, but that was only like four months pregnant. Yeah. Um, For me, running while pregnant, I was lucky enough to be able to run during both of my pregnancies. But I mean, I was not at all being competitive. That was, completely off the table. It was just keeping myself within bounds and doing it for what's healthy for me and for my baby. So um, I did have a doctor who kind of told me to keep myself from pushing myself too hard because sometimes I do tend to do that. But I just ran with what was comfortable. I stopped and peed a ton. Um, That was probably the biggest difference. And then I would say the biggest change for me was postpartum. Just because as I mentioned, you're 
it's it's no longer an individual sport anymore. Your your time is you're responsible to somebody else. And so um, being able to go out the door and go for a long run for several hours on a Saturday morning was just not in the cards for a couple, probably a couple of years for me. Ironically, once my kids got a little bit older, they're three and six now, I have gotten more competitive and I am running faster times than I've ever run in my life. I have a goal to qualify for the Olympic trials in the marathon in 2024, um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do it last year um, in large part because of a hamstring tear. But running, again, it's, it's for me, but it's also for the family. And I see the impact of this daily habit and commitment and exercise and perseverance um, imparted on my kids. And they are really interested in running. And my daughter is, she's six and she's run some races and it's just been so cool to see the shift in confidence for her, not unlike what happened to me when I was six years old. So it's just a really powerful, impactful habit that just resonates throughout the family, especially as your children get older. Winnie, it's pretty phenomenal that you, in a way, motherhood, it's, it's become, it is so much who becomes part of who you are. And so it's really exciting to hear that in a way it's really bringing such richness to your family and also speed to you that, that, you know, there are a lot of challenges to navigating the early years and thinking about fitting it in, but there's also so much benefit. And I think there's, is so much to be celebrated in that. I'd love to hear a little bit more we've seen a lot of social media stories and there's been a lot of, I remember pictures that really went viral of women, you know, who are breastfeeding during ultra marathons or during their marathons and their races. And, you know, when you think about the logistics of feeding to your point, Whitney, you're no longer, it's no longer an individual sport because, you know, every couple hours or, or what have you, you either have to nurse or pump or the milk doesn't stop despite your schedule. And so talk a little bit logistically, what was it like you know, did you have to coordinate your schedules for both of you around, you know, when you were going to nurse or feed and, and what did that look like? Well, my daughter, Eleanor, is very unique in that she hated the buckle. Like no matter what we had, so many people, professionals try to have her take the bottle and she exclusively wanted to be breastfed. And so I, um, I had to stay close to the house when I would go for a run um, for fear of her going into hysterics and my husband would call me back and be like, I can't, I cannot calm her down. You need to come home. So there were a lot of tips and tricks. Like I would pump beforehand. Um, I think that's kind of like breastfeeding and running 101 is just making sure that you're empty before you go out the door. Um, and hopefully you have a baby that will take the bottle from your partner. Um, but then just also staying close to home or running with the stroller and being prepared to find a bench or wherever to nurse should your, your baby want to feed in the middle of your run. Um, so it's just, it, they were not mutually exclusive at all. They, they went hand in hand and it was, it was like that until she got older and was able to eat solid. Um, and with my son, it was similar, but not quite as extreme. He was a little bit more easygoing <laughs> as far as the feedings go. For me, it was, at first, it was a tricky balance, but since I was coming back from a C-section, I wasn't really running too much until about three months postpartum. I built back very slowly, and I didn't even run over like an hour in duration until she was um, probably five months old at that point. For first, it was 
pretty easy to balance. I would just run between her morning dream feed and her first feed of the day. And then by the time I started doing longer runs, her sleep schedule was really established. She was on to solids a little bit more, but what the rhythm I found kind of worked for us was whether it was an easy run during the work week or a long run on the weekends. Um, I would wake up at like five or 6am. I did a dream feed with her until she was, I mean, until we weaned at a year old, which a dream feed is like the, you like, don't wake them up, but you just get them, you feed them. It empties you out. It helps them sleep a little bit longer and keep their tummies happy. And that was huge for me being able to get in runs. Cause then I could go until, you know, eight to nine o'clock and she would sleep in, she wouldn't be too hungry. And it helped keep my supply up. I had low milk supply and like pumping was really difficult for me. So that was kind of the trick that worked for us. And I mean, it, it was a good rhythm that worked well. She's always been an eater. So like in the rest of the day, she would nurse probably like six to seven times a day through the very end and 12 early on. And it was just making sure with running that I was hydrating enough and eating enough. Um, I would take water with me on any run over an hour. If I was running longer than 90 minutes, I made sure I took in plenty of calories during. And as soon as I finished a run, like after I fed her, it was all about like getting fluids in me, getting calories in me to be able to support her throughout the rest of the day, especially since I did have supply issues that cropped up at like four to six months old. What I'm hearing from both of you is a lot of, a lot of it involved the, well, a commitment because I think being a runner, especially to do it competitively and to, you know, really make it a focus in your life requires a lot of commitment that you have to commit to making that part of your, your schedule and your routines. And then it sounds as though you really work towards a routine that works, although with little babies and early motherhood and what have you, I, at least in my experience and it, you know, routines are kind of out the window because everything is always changing with how they are. And so how did you, how did you continue that commitment when you were navigating these dual focus areas and dual lifestyles how did you how did you maintain committed to running you know and why did you feel passionate about continuing to make it a focus during the shifting schedule days of motherhood i think for me running has always been a non-negotiable and so and my husband knows that and so he is so wonderful and knowing that i'm just a better person and a better mom a better wife a better worker, et cetera, if I get my run in for the day. And so um, it may have to be split up. Um, if I have a goal of running eight miles, I may have to run three and then five or something like that. Both of them were non-negotiables. My, my child needs to be fed and I needed to run in order to be a good person or a better person. And so it was just really shifting things around and, and not having like a perfect idea of the structure of the day and just being flexible. I mean, really being flexible is like the bedrock of all parenting. So um, trying to navigate feeding my child and running really helped to bolster that skill, I think. For me, it's similar. Like in my mind, taking care of my baby included taking care of myself. And running has always been one of the ways that I take care of myself, both physically and mentally around the same time that I had like the low supply issues. And I mean, even a bit before that, I struggled with some border on like postpartum anxiety. Um, you know, they give you that test at the pediatrician and I was veering closer and closer to like border on postpartum depression and running was a good way to manage that and to kind of 
keep my identity in the time when your identity is really upheaved. It also was really important to me because I think, and I think a lot of women with C-sections feel this way. You kind of, you feel really out of control when you have to have a C-section that you weren't planned for us. It was, we found out three days before she was born that she was breech and we were going to have her flipped on a Tuesday. And I went into labor on a Monday and it was like rapid labor where it was this traumatic experience of rushing to the hospital and getting prepped into surgery as quickly as possible. Like my husband barely made it into the OR room coming from work. And that kind of, that gives you a sense of like loss of control over your body. And then there's all the hormonal changes with, you know, postpartum and everything. And running just gives you that sense that you're like, you reestablish a healthy relationship with your baby. And I think that was really important for me, postpartum. And essentially the more I gave the commitment to run, even if it was just three miles that day, the more I reestablished a healthy relationship with my body, which then in turn helped me be a better mom to her. And in a sense, encouraged me to keep up with breastfeeding because I was feeling like I was taken care of. So, and I think it's really easy to slip off of breastfeeding when you don't feel like you're being taken care of because it is so physically demanding of you. Hey friends, we want to take a quick break and remind you of all the places you can connect with us and this lovely pump spotting community. If you're a nursing, pumping, or new mom, or a seasoned mom who just wants to give back, hop on our app. If you're also working or you're part of a company that wants to support breastfeeding employees, then Pump Spotting at Work is for you. Find out more at pumpspotting.com. I think it's really beautiful the way that you just voice that, Laura, and that idea that, you know, in a way running really gave you a return to self-care, return to your identity, all those things that really help support your core as a mother and a parent and your ability to kind of remain healthy and strong during that time period. And so sort of returning to what you know, and I would imagine, you know, Whitney, you've talked to, so you've built through the mother runners, you've got this amazing community of women who run and mother and, you know, navigate this, this period of life that you're talking to and Laura, you're coaching. And so, you know, in all these conversations you're having with other women who are mothers and runners, what are you learning? What are some of the commonalities? What's surprised you? The mental aspect of running, it cannot be understated. It's a lot of people, a lot of moms have gotten into running to lose the baby weight. And then, and that's like the gateway to, um, it's just so much more than that. I mean, it's just you, it's where you find clarity. Like Laura said, it, it gives you back your identity. It's when you run with other people, it's just this incredible support system. I swear when you run with other people, you just connect with them on a level that's better than drinking wine together. I mean, you just kind of like everything goes and you just share everything. And it's just, I mean, I've met so many incredible women that have used running to help them get over a loss of a child or a child with disabilities or just dealing with depression, anxiety, just a whole host of challenges. And running is just, it's so powerful. It's good for our bodies, but it's really, really, really good for our minds. And I also just want to piggyback off of what Laura said that running, taking care of yourself is just so important. And so many women 
don't run because they let mom guilt get the best of them. And really like the foundation of the mother runners is built on that. You need to, you need to love yourself and take care of yourself in order to be the best mom or person that you can be for other people. And so never feel guilty for taking that time for yourself because then you're, you're enriching everybody else in your life and all of your experiences in your life. To piggyback back off that, because that was a really good answer. One thing I found in coaching women, and a lot of women I've coached, you know, became runners after they had babies, but many I've coached them through that transition of pregnancy, postpartum, early motherhood. And what I found is that there's, for a lot of them, running becomes more of a priority after having their baby for the reasons we talked about. Um, and I think as their kids turn into toddlers, then I see that running becomes about setting an example of a healthy lifestyle for their kid and, you know, staying healthy if they have further pregnancies or stuff. But I honestly think that it seems like the older the kids get, the more they're able to cement this importance of running for different reasons. I mean, it's hard and there's ebbs and flows for everyone. And I think right now is especially challenging with the pandemic, you know, especially because childcare is a little more difficult to come by. And I see that as an obstacle for a lot of my runners. And what the biggest thing I find in coaching is like working each week on overcome or each month on overcoming that mom guilt because it never goes away. You, it's almost like flares and relapses and stuff. But it's always cementing that again, taking care of yourself is taking care of your child and your child's watching everything you do. So like from before you realize that you're setting a habit with them. And I've really found that like, especially if I can encourage moms to get out with the stroller, like most of the time the baby loves the stroller. Like I know my daughter loves stroller runs. I have coaching clients with two-year-olds who love to go in the stroller and point things out. And so it's like, if you can find a way to integrate your running and activities with your child, even the better for kind of making that a habit and an important factor in your life. Yeah. Because the, the running might look different. You know, you might not be running as fast or as far. Whitney, I loved that how you noted that you might run in twice instead of once, if your schedule works for that, or you might run with a stroller and your kids instead of running solo. But I think if you can be flexible and, and find the joy or find the way to work it in, I would imagine it's a lot easier to kind of keep it in your day-to-day routine. And how, you know, how are you both finding the challenge of this time period right now? Because the childcare is tricky and the pressure and the anxiety level is higher. So in a way, I imagine that running, it's more vital than it's ever been right now. And it's really hard to find those rhythms and routines. So what are you finding? What if, you know, some of the conversations in the community, how, how can we think about continuing to incorporate the, you know, the benefits of running during this time period? For me personally, it's been a little different than most other people because I've been dealing with an injury all year that I'm just coming back from. And I, <laughs> I needed running more so than ever after, um, you know, being, home with my kids 24 seven, who often they fight a lot. And so I just needed to get out the door and have some peace and quiet for a little while. But um, I would say the go-to routine for most moms in the pandemic and otherwise is to run early before other people wake up, before they have to go to work or their partner has to go to work, because then you don't have other things that can pop up throughout the day that can force you to put running on the back burner. And so it's, a lot of people, even if it's waking up at 4 a.m. to run, that's um, that's what they have to do in order to to get it in. 
4 a.m. feels so early. Does it ever get easier to get up and run at 4 a.m.? It's funny. I I would do that when I was training really hard last year because I was running so much that I, I had to. Um, but I was running with some friends this morning and they met at five and I started running at six. And I was like, sorry, guys, I'm allergic to running before six right now. <laughs> like, I'm just right now sleep is a priority. So and and really, for me, currently, the biggest battle now are two conflicts are getting enough sleep and getting my runs in. Because oftentimes, I'm not in control over when my children decide that they want to fall asleep. So it's as a parent with young children, I don't think it ever really gets easy. Um, sometimes I look at the the younger people that don't have kids that I run with, and I'm like, man, I, you have it easy because you can you can get up at four a.m. no problem because you can go to bed at eight if you want to, and we don't have that luxury right now. So, Laura, we love hearing Isla. So it's it's great. I mean, motherhood. It, it, we said it earlier. You can't separate right now. Our lives and everything is all in one place, and so. We appreciate having her adorable little voice on this phone call. Thank you. I worry it's not too adorable. We're teething right now. Like we actually went into the pediatrician because I thought she had an ear infection because she was tugging on her ears. It turned out it was just her molars um, coming in. But with the pandemic, the one thing I found, especially for parents whose kids are home from school or they don't have childcare, is not trying to make your training the same as it was prior to the pan, um, everything. And I mean, part of it is also like, there's very few races happening right now. And the races that are happening aren't competitively structured. So it's been giving yourself a little bit more grace if you miss a run because of your kids, making sure that sleep is a priority and you're taking care of your body. Especially because as a coach, I've seen a lot of minor injuries crop up. Um, I think from how stressed people are or just the changes in their routine. So we've been kind of prioritizing that balance and rest. But then also if like, if you have a day that you feel good, take advantage of it without guilt. And I think for parents, especially like there's just days where you need to get out and run regardless of what your training plan says. And as a coach, it's really encouraging them being like, don't be a slave to the plan right now. If you need to run because your baby is teething and you just need to get out of the house for an hour, do that. But then also take care of yourself. So it's... It's a balance and a dance right now, just like it is with motherhood anytime, but even more so. I think a lot of people too have used this time to fall back into running without races on the calendar because um, then they can just run just for running sake with no stress. And it's kind of reminding us all why we love running and why we started doing it in the first place. Whitney, I actually was going to ask that, do you know, from your conversations with, with other women, whether there's a feeling of loss right now, at some of what's not happening in terms of the races and the, the competitive aspect and the training, because it's, that's got to be so difficult if you're working towards something or you really look forward to that, you know, that piece of running looks so different right now. And so I love that people are finding sort of the joy in the sport and the act itself in the absence of that piece of it. I think, um, I think there are definitely people who are very depressed and miss racing. Um, and they need that on their schedule to stay motivated, but the running community is very nimble and they've done amazing things with challenges and virtual races and time trials that they're still able to to find that challenge. Um, I think another 
part that was hard for people during the pandemic as well is not being able to get together with their usual running buddies and run together um, because the, the running community is really strong. And so um, missing that aspect, I think, has hit a lot of people pretty hard. And now a lot of people are, you know, doing social distance runs and kind of uh, lightens up a little bit. A lot of people have struggled, but I think a lot of people have been able to find other ways to take the racing place. And then we're all just hoping that in 2021, things are put back on the calendar. Yeah. I think, you know, day by day, everyone's taking it and seeing where things go and what this looks like. Uh, But that's why the power of community, especially virtually right now, is so important. And I can only imagine. I've heard some amazing stories about, you know, women going for runs and calling a friend or using that time to find other ways to connect, even if they're not in person, uh, you know, running together. And so, Tell me a bit what, you know, what, what are you seeing? What is, what is happening in the mother runners community? What, what are women getting from being part of it? I imagine, I can only imagine that just being able to come to a place where someone understands your juggle to fit in the running as something so vital and important and motherhood. And you've spoken so much about that mom guilt. Is it a space where women just come to have another, another mother say you're doing an amazing job? Exactly. I mean, I, it is just so wonderful because I hear every day from people that it's helping them and it's helping them be better and to shed that mom guilt. And like I said, problem solve certain, certain challenges that come like with a cluster feeding baby. And so that, that is 100% what this space is supposed to be for. And it's, we, the running community does a great job of lifting each other up. But the mother runner community, I think, just does it better than anybody else because we're all here to help one another be the best that we can be. And so I share on Wednesdays, I share on the Instagram and Facebook accounts uh, why I run. And the reasons are they run the gamut, but they're all so relatable and they just really help inspire one another. And there's not competition in this community. You see another mother and you see the amazing things that they're doing and you're either in awe of them or it inspires you and motivates you to think, well, okay, maybe I can do that too. Um, and I also feature a mother runner of the month every month and I'm able to interview just amazing runners across the board, including elite runners um, who are, are juggling running as a profession and then also being a mom. And so it's just, and, and we're all dealing with the same thing just because they run for money doesn't mean that they don't have the same challenges and demands that, that we do. You know, I, I just, I often like think about what it was like when I was younger and would run, I'd go for a 20 miler. And then the rest of the day I would just spend lounging on the couch. And that is not the reality as a mother runner, like doing a 20 mile run is probably the easiest part of your day. And as soon as you come in the door, like that's when your day begins and that's when you're wiping bottoms and picking up the house and running kids around and carrying kids and vacuuming, et cetera. And so this is a place to, to encourage one another and to share information. I want to definitely second that, that it's like, it's so different when you have a little one, just like when he said you go out and you do a long run and then you hit the ground running when you come home. Literally. And I, I find in coaching mother runners that they really appreciate a coach who understands that, who is like, you know, you have a three month old at home going through a sleep regression, like skip a run if you need, but also 
you know, let's make sure you have a few extra days between your long run and your next quality session because your recovery is going to look a lot different if you're breastfeeding, if you get home and then you're immediately off to the park and playing and not getting to put your feet up for a while. And yeah, it's just, it takes someone who has been through it to understand to like really, truly coach you through that. Not to discount coaches who aren't mothers or who are men, but just it's an extra level of relatability that I think athletes appreciate when you're like, yep, I'm there too. And I understand. Yeah. What, I mean, that's a, that's a huge reason why I wanted to offer coaching with the mother runners because, um, it's, it's hard to find a coach who really understands what that means when you, when you write them and say, Hey, I can't go to this 5am workout because I was up all night because my kid had an ear infection um, and then just also just the the demands that we have that require extra rest or extra nutrition. I mean, I struggled when I started running more competitively right off the bat because I wasn't eating before and after I ran because I just frankly didn't have the time. And it wasn't until I talked to other mother runners and realized, well, that that is a huge mistake and a huge game changer. And yeah, I could get away with that when I was in my 20s and didn't have kids. But now as a mom fueling properly is so important. And so just the lives of someone who is, is a mom and as a parent and, um, is a runner, they're so different than, than a, a lot of other people. And so just having a coach that understands, um, what that looks like is really important and something that I really wanted to offer to this community the holistic nature of who we are as humans and mothers and how that impacts everything from your nutrition to your rest, to your, your, you know, training schedule, all those things. I think there's a lot of, we've got a long ways to go, but I'm also encouraged by seeing a lot of conversation more broadly around female athletes who are mothers in many sports and in many places to talk about the challenges and the benefits and, you know, all those things. And I think it's great that you've got this beautiful space for other mothers to come and have those conversations and feel that they can be connected to others who get that in coaches and in one another, because I think we have to keep, we have to keep opening those doors around the holistic nature of who we are and what that means, um, you know, as professionals, as athletes, as runners, as working mothers, all those things are no longer isolated. And the more we embrace them, the more we can, we can thrive, I think, by incorporating all the elements of ourselves. Thank you. Yeah. I 100% agree. (laughs) (laughs) So one question I have for you, we've spoken a lot about the benefits of running for motherhood. Are there things that motherhood has taught you that have changed your training or your running? Or are there there things about parenthood that have benefited your running? Uh, Now, as my kids are older, are more of a symbiotic relationship that feed into one another. And so um, my kids are my inspiration now. Um, When I was running a marathon last fall and with a torn hamstring and I really wanted to just bag it and and quit. And it was like mile 14 or something. And I was like, but I can't, I mean, what would I tell Eleanor? I can't quit. And even this summer when I was, I was still struggling with this injury and she overheard me talking to my husband saying like, I I can't do this anymore. I want to quit. And she's like, mom, you were born to run. You can't quit. So they're just, they're wonderful cheerleaders. And being a runner really teaches you perseverance and patience. And so that obviously feeds into being a parent. And then also being a parent, you 
you have challenges that require um, endurance as well. And so that feeds into running. And so there's just a lot of similarities between the two. I mean, running in general is just a great metaphor for life with the, the ups and downs that, that come with it and, and just requiring consistency. They, they definitely feed into one another. And I think, like I said, I'm chasing um, bigger goals than I would have ever dreamed of since becoming a parent. And I don't think that that's not because of being a parent. I don't think I would have ever dreamed to try to qualify for the Olympic trials if I wasn't a mom. Amazing. Well, we're going to be very excited to cheer you on, Whitney, and see see where your journey takes you. And I, I think, you know, you're inspiring your own children. You are inspiring so many others through what you're doing with the mother runners. And just, I know I'm inspired. We spoke a little bit before this. I, I used to run and then motherhood, for me, it felt like motherhood got in the way and then finding the way back to it. And so now I feel more, more intrigued than ever to find some time to put it back in. And so I guess before we go, we love to end every podcast by asking our guests to give our listeners a little bit of an uplift. So if each of you wants to leave the other mothers who are out there running, whether for the first time for, for big dreams, what would you like to say to them? That they're finding it challenging to get back into running um, or to start running. One, to ask for help. For the longest time, I thought that I could do it all on my own and I made life harder than it had to be. But when I started tapping into the people that love me and love my children to help so that I could have that time to run, that was a game changer. And that also, if it's difficult because your kids are young and they're not sleeping or because you have a baby that doesn't like the bottle like my sweet Eleanor, that's just a season of life and to just embrace it. And don't be hard on yourself and think that you have to be to run long distances or run a certain pace. Uh, just getting out there every day is going to, you're going to see progress. It's the beautiful thing about running is you just have to go out there, put one foot in front of the other, and you will see a difference in yourself, mind, body, and soul. What I would say is like, you are worth it. It's worth taking the time to get out the door for a run, even if it's only 20 minutes and you spend more time getting dressed and showering afterwards, you are worth it. Um, you're worth it. If you want to go on a long run, even if that feels like, you know, you're asking other people to do a lot for you. Like, I am so sorry. Teething is so rough. It just breaks my heart for her. You're worth it to go out for a run when your baby's teething and you need a break. Like, I think that's the biggest thing for moms to know is things that are for you are worthwhile and you don't have to come last just because you're putting your child first. Oh, I know teething. Gosh, we've, we've been there. Why we've all been there, but you're doing a great job, Laura. And she is, she is, I'm sorry. She's feeling it. Um, but I'm so inspired by you both. I really think it's beautiful. What, what you're doing for yourselves and your families and also what you built for others. And uh, I've really enjoyed our time together. Thank you for coming by to talk to us and we'll put all the information up so everybody can join the mother runners and find you all. But thanks for coming by. Thank you so, so much. This is so fun. This has been the Pump Spotting Podcast. We'll be continuing the conversation and hanging out over on our app. We hope you'll come by to share your story and thoughts. And if you haven't already downloaded Pump Spotting, it's quick and easy to set up your profile and join the community. 
Thank you so much for listening. And thanks to our wonderful production team at Pitchwire, who partner with us to bring you these stories. We'll see you next time. And remember, you are capable, you are radiant, and you are not alone.